This is The Sober Gay, a podcast about being sober in the LGBT community and beyond. Hi, Aubrey. Hey, Dylan. (laughs) How are you? Well, I guess we're about to find out. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Let's let's hop right into this. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to? Yes, okay. let's do it. What, what are we talking about here today? Um, I'd like to have our little comeback talk about relationships in sobriety. <sighs> yes, and I think we've touched on it before, but I think I have a better handle on my opinions now (laughs) why would that be Dylan? well let's see in this little two-month break we've had i have been just you know settling into being in a relationship and we moved in together and uh just you know navigating in sobriety is just a whole different ball field from what i'm used to in relationships i'm used to there being that other element of my drinking and hiding how much i need to drink or whether it be you know trying to find a way to drink every night and make an excuse for it making you know every day a celebration whatever it be but now not having to do that i didn't realize how much of a strain that put on my relationships in the past like just all that tension it creates Mm -hmm. that i don't have to feel now is a lot different than what i was used to you know navigating a relationship in the past Mm -hmm. when i was drinking um It's an extra layer of literally it's stress that you don't have to have there anymore because you are constantly thinking about that. It's not just like, how can I like, you know, take care of my partner? It's how can I take care of my partner plus my alcoholism? Yeah. Plus making sure that I get this drink now without them knowing that, you know, I might be getting drunk or that I'm getting way too drunk today because they know that I'm at this point. Mm. It's it is a con- it's like a mathematics game. It's just like going right. through math math in your head and like how do I get the best outcome? Yeah, you and know? it's even harder. Like whenever you would be, you know, the day after hungover and sober, and have to not be angry and show that you're hungover, and like it was just mm-hmm. so performative. Like everything was just fake. And then when you did have those days where you're just like, I'm so hungover, I just want to be an asshole, and they would know immediately. Like, well, you need a drink and. Mm. flip that switch on our head like now i don't need a drink just not having to deal with all that extra layer of stress and tension in a relationship is amazing and like my boyfriend he he isn't sober by definition but he doesn't drink and you know like in like the the time we've been dating almost five months it's like i've i've heard of him drinking once and it was when he went camping with his friends and he had like two beers and like he doesn't have that like yeah he's you know what i mean like he's conquered his whatever he had to go through and i don't we don't have to have that layer of weirdness between either of of us yeah i don't have to think like is he sneaking drinks like because i just don't see i don't see it you know and like we as of of anyone else know what it's like to sneak around and drink and like so we're the best ones to call it out and see it so we don't i don't have to worry about stuff like that or i don't see it you know, it's, it's like, like that. It was like that in my, you know, relationship in the beginning, too, where it just was like it wasn't there. It wasn't really like, you know, my partner never really drank that much either. I mean, I maybe saw them like for maybe the first year that we were together drink like 
four times. Right. And like, yeah, it was never really something that I had to worry about as well. Like, oh, are they drinking? Are they drinking too much? Is it going to be a problem for me? Right. Like, and that was kind of like a little worry at the beginning, like any relationship or like any like kind of dating, are they going to be drinking too much? Do I want to deal with that? Is that something that I want in my life? And it kind of just made it easier knowing that, like, well, no, they actually have a handle on it themselves. Like, not everyone was like me. Right. <laughs> like, right. you know, and so it was nice to have that, like, safe space of knowing, like you said, you know, I don't have to worry if he is going to be, you know, over drinking that night, you know, or if he's going to be, you know, do I have to take him to the hospital today? I don't have that worry yeah. at all. Right, <laughs> right. I, I, I feel like, I yeah, like you said, I don't have to worry as much about things, just in general. Mm -hmm. I didn't, there's so many layers that come with drinking that add so many different facets of the whole situation that are just eliminated mm -hmm. when you're sober in a relationship. Um, How would you say your communication, like, has changed uh, since? It's weird because I do find myself way more selective of the things that I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, like I used to get annoyed by everything when I was uh, a drinker and now, you know, if there's something that annoys me or, you know, irks me, I don't have to bring it up. It's not, it's not dire, like to the situation. Do you yeah. Know I mean? You can, like, you can let it settle. You can let your like feelings kind of take control a little bit more yeah. where it's not, you have just this anger, like just pulling at you. It's more like, Hey, actually like maybe it's not as bad as you think it is right and, <laughs> i mean that's not saying that like it's all the time either there was one moment one morning where i was just in such a bad mood and i couldn't explain why and i think it's just like you know we have these residual days of just like it feels like you're hung over again mm -hmm. and just like you just have these weird days and i was just i did not know how to effectively communicate what i was going through in my head so i found something that he did that i could use and i brought up an argument it was all my fault and I afterwards, I kind of sat back and was like, that felt so dirty during the whole thing. I felt grimy. Like I was just like hashing up an old version of myself. Yes. But it almost yes. had to happen. It almost had to happen for me to see how ridiculous I could sound again in stone sobriety. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. but I did resort back to like my old mentality and like, let me, you know, make him feel bad for what he's done. And like, and it, it wasn't necessary. And I yeah. think after it happened, and this was kind of like in the middle of, you know, everything of us just like, it was maybe like three month mark. And so I was just kind of like getting into yeah. the groove with him. And like, I, it really, it sucks that it happened, but it needed to happen for me to realize how ridiculous I had sounded in the past and how I didn't want to sound again moving forward. Yeah. Do you know? No, I, I, uh, I feel that a lot. Uh, my emotions, I mean, I, I tend to let my emotions go, you know, a little bit more, especially when I was drinking, you know, if I got hurt or something like that, I would let people know. And like kind of the same similar situation was maybe like a year, a little bit yes, uh, less than a year into it. We were talking about uh, a hike and it just went into this whole other situation. And I just like remember like hearing myself and like how i was really almost going back into the like deep alone times that i like had and i just felt like i was pushing that back on him as opposed to like working with him it was more like about me because we were so used to working through all that shit alone yeah 
So now that you don't have to work through it alone, it's hard with the pride inside of us that says, like, I can't handle this. Yeah. Or it was just like, you know, it was, it was it, pretty much what had kind of happened was I hadn't prepared them enough for the hikes. And it was just kind of something that, like, popped off where, like, I then went into, well, do you not trust me? And then it was just this whole thing from there. And it wasn't like, no, it's not like they don't trust me. It was just like there wasn't enough communication at that point. And then for me, not enough communication meant no trust. Right. Because that's just how my past relationships were because I was a drinker. So if I wasn't communicating, that usually meant that I was drinking and yeah. that I was drunk or something like that. So we project those things. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I do find myself projecting old thoughts like that too. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, like there's <laughs> yeah. there's no reason. Like, you don't need to bring up that old self at all because you can handle this differently now. Like you're not in that same boat. You're not that same person where you are hiding things. You're kind of yourself. You're the raw self now, which is kind of different. That's the in itself very different feeling. You're raw. You are just this open person because the alcohol for me also helped me kind of be that talkative, more friendly partner as well. Right. And I, I think back then I was so broken that I didn't, I always thought that um, like a, a partner should be your final puzzle piece in life, not just a puzzle piece to your life. And so I always put so much like writing on that and like everything had to be perfect fairy book tale, which always ended up making it not because I had a problem yep. with everything yep. because it wasn't along with the fairy tale idea and they weren't doing it. And I, I had a lot of issues with what other people were doing and it was all just projecting, I think at the time of what I couldn't deal with, with myself. And that's another thing with, you know, sobriety, what comes with the journey of healing is being, you know, okay with yourself enough to where you can be with someone else. And you realize like, Oh, this is what it's supposed to be like to be in a relationship. Yeah, This it, is a normal way of dealing with things right and it doesn't have to be like i had a bad day i need to put everything on my partner and they need to fix everything it's mm -hmm. not like that it, and that's the, the kind of skewed idea of relationships that i had before was you know like i'm gonna put all my problems on them and they're gonna fix me and it's gonna be a prince charming moment and mm. i'll be healed and blah blah and it's not like that you got to work on your shit. Hilarious that you were expecting the Prince Charming to come fix you. You're For like, real. I want to be the Prince Charming to fix someone. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, like I was going to have someone come magically stop me from peeing the bed every night. And like, <laughs> like no. <laughs> I had to work on that shit myself. And like, until I could, you know, share my happiness with someone else. Yeah. And even when I thought I was ready to date again, I don't. I wasn't ready to date again. And it took me like probably three more years after that mark to be like, okay, now you're ready. Yeah. I mean, they tell you in sobriety that you shouldn't date for your first year, like trying to get sober. And I get it. I kind of do get it. I mean, like I hated the advice. I never listened to it. Here I am. I'm with someone in almost three years now. So there's I mean, it that. Worked for you. Yeah, yeah. It worked for me, but like really take the time to like, be with yourself and take the time to love yourself before you give love to something else. And that time is different for everyone. I mean, like I took a long time off myself, but it doesn't have to be that way. If you feel like you're ready and you're, you know, be ready, you know, you yeah. don't have to listen to everyone else's struggles. It's Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. It's like, it's why it's called a journey because mm -hmm. it's everyone's, you know, unique journey. But 
also be aware of your emotions and be aware of what's going on. And I think that's like the number one thing is you have to be prepared to get out of a relationship as well when you're in sobriety. Because if you see that it's unhealthy and you see that it's not going well. You got to be able to cut it off. Yeah. Yeah. Or else you're going to end up where you were and like where it's just how my last relationship, you know, ended. I got sober for them, but like, you know, I, I wasn't doing it for myself and I wasn't doing it for, for who, who I wanted to be. And I ended up drinking more and more and more. And I was in this relationship and I felt like I, after a certain point, I wasn't able to get out of it. I was sober for enough time to where I was like, oh, I feel good about it. But then bam, right back into it. Mm. And then here, you know, two years later, I was, you know, still with this person drunk as hell all the time and doing some really crappy things. Right. <laughs> um, I also wanted to bring up just random thought that popped in my head was just be, um, even if you have healed, you can't expect, um, you can't expect that everyone else has healed to no. you, to the same level or even the same genres that you have healed yourself in, if that makes sense. Yes. It's like there there will be times that you that you have to allow your partner to have setbacks as well and realize like, okay, they're they might be having something, going through something or not fully healed from something in this aspect of their life too. And you just have to see yourself in everyone and be like, I know what that's like. I've been there. I know the feelings that's going through their head and maybe it could have, give you a little more compassion to the situation mm -hmm. and not make you feel so inclined to attack back. Mm. And I've, that's been a very valuable lesson that I've learned where it's like, not everything is a personal attack on yourself. And it could just be someone expressing that they're having a bad day themselves mm. and it's not anything that you did or, you know, not everything is such a personal attack, you know? Not everything is butterflies and rainbows every day, mm. 24, seven hours, 24, seven hours. What yeah. was that? 27, <laughs> 465. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, you know, you, seriously though, like not, no one is, you know, a hundred percent happy or great all the time and like you are going to have people people are people you have down times your partner's gonna have a bad day your partner's gonna have a bad week so at some point i'm sure they're gonna have a bad year yeah. you know and you're gonna have to work through that like you're gonna have to deal with that you can't deal with it by being angry with them yeah i find you receive way more compassion and understanding when you're honest and just say hey i'm in a bad mood and i just need some time to process things and i've said that a couple times like hey i'm you know like when i get home from work i'm like i just need some time to process my what happened today mm. and you're like you know get all this energy off of me that i've received from talking to people all day and just get it off and he's so understanding with stuff like that too he's just you know like okay cool you know take your time and you know mm. not like a in the past if i feel like i would have said that with someone who wasn't you know healed or like they'd have been like oh what is it me did i do something and they yeah. take it personally and it just turns into something nasty and bleh. yeah I'm glad it's not like that good no that's great i'm i mean your partner is great so yeah he's a great person i've i've enjoyed the couple times that i've met them so yeah. I seem like you, it's, I, it seems like you all are wonderful. It seems like you're happy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think as you're so. living together now. Yeah, right. <laughs> we might as well be now. Right. Um, tell me ab about more like when you were dating, when you were a drinker and mm. some of the things that you experienced that are different than now. 
Yeah, I think uh, for me, just overall communication, I think, has been the biggest factor in my uh, like day-to-day life is being able to communicate. I still do struggle with communications. I have a lot of internalized fears and a lot of like uh, almost like past traumas for being, you know, sp- to speak out against things that I'm feeling. So like I have a lot of issues with that still, but like I'd say like overall, like I'm more willing to say things that are on my mind. I'm more willing to be open to the ideas of like, you know, like it's okay to be alone. It's mm-hmm. okay to like sit alone and get away from your partner. Like you don't have to be Absolutely. around them all the time, which is like, that's one of the hardest things that like I've struggled through, but I'm getting really, really good at. And like, it can be difficult. And like, this is something that I do, like I do need to bring up with my partner, but like, I don't ever get alone time at my house, you know? And it's something that like, I definitely like would love to just like come home sometimes and like have like an hour to myself of just like quietness, but they work from home, right? you know, and I can't fault that on them. They work from home. They have to do that, but it would be nice to, you know, have that hour of just like alone time for myself. Um, I feel that. So like, that's just something that I'm working on, like getting better at, and I am communicating it a little bit more, you know? Um, and I am, you know, saying like, Hey, like, do you mind getting out? you know, for a second. So I could just, you know, have that time, you know, after work to just get all the people's, you know, anger from, you know, from work or all the people, you know, food and all of that off my mind. Yeah. You know? Just like wash off the energy. Yeah. The so like that, that's probably like my biggest, like thing that I've worked on that I did not do in sobriety. I would never have like brought up anything like that or not in sobriety, but you know, when I was drinking, I would never have brought up anything like that. I would never have, uh, been brave enough to do that and i still do have that fear like i said you know i still do have that kind of almost like a submissive like tendency where i just don't say anything because you might anger someone else yeah i get that i totally get that and then i have a problem where i start to do that and i start to overthink it and then by the time i do say something i feel like it has a different tone mm-hmm. and then i'm like Ugh, i hate that i came out that way mm-hmm. so i totally get that yeah i i don't mean to like say things like today it was like uh you know they i was watching tv i just woken up i put on something and like the first minute like my partner started saying something to me so i paused it and like so i could listen then stopped and then restarted it and it was like every like two seconds so then like finally I was just like, I was like, can you please pause this for me? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not how I wanted it to come because I know they just want to talk to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I totally get it. And then I just had to be like, no, okay, sorry about that. Let's restart. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Anyway, moving on. I get that because it's a thing too. Like we're used to everything being a uh, like a catastrophe moment. Like, this is the end-all, be-all. They're going to leave me. This is it. If I say this, this is going to be a breakup moment. Like, it's it's a horrible way to think and try to navigate life, honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Don't be worried about everything being a breakup moment. Don't be worried about what you're doing, uh, like, physically, mentally. Because, like, that that's, I guess, another really big thing in this relationship is, like, every time I do really think that, like, there's something going on in their head they're like i wasn't even thinking about that yeah. and i'm like 
oh great you're not thinking about me right what <laughs> I, I, I i get that because i feel a lot of the times like over expressive in my emotions even when i'm not talking so when someone else can just have like a blank expression i'm like what, oh, what? <laughs> excuse me i need something back yeah. give it to me yeah i know i totally get that yeah and they're, they're like no yeah i'm you know just just not caring enough or like they just don't worry enough about like that because it doesn't affect them like how i talk to them or how i might like be angry for a second yeah in that moment it might like affect them for a second but they're like yeah whatever yeah like they were they just had a moment cool let it go let it go right. let it go it's, yeah <laughs> <laughs> getting easier it is getting, getting it is easier. really getting easier and you know i'm four almost four oh god not yet three and a half years yeah. um into sobriety and I still have a long, 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 long way to go. You know, I'm not anywhere perfect. I'm not uh, going to be perfect anytime soon. And I think that that's something that sobriety has helped me come to grips with. Is like, I am not going to be perfect. It's not going to happen. I'm 30 years old. I just got my degree, you know, like, but it's okay. Like, I still am going to make a name for myself. I'm still going to, you know, make a life for myself and whatever, you know, comes down the line. And it's okay that it's going to take, you know, it could take another 10, 15, 20 yeah. years. But that's okay. I can sit with that now, you know, and be okay with that and know that I won't ever be perfect. I'm just going to have to constantly be, you know, making myself as best as I can. Right. This is There's no time limit. This is your lifetime. This is yeah. Your lifetime to figure it out. You get a whole lifetime to figure it out. Yeah, if you really think that you can do everything in 80 years, please tell me how right. because like I would love to know, but like if if you realize that you can't do everything in 80 years and I'm just using 80 as a, you know, average um you know, why worry about it all? Like just do what you can. Do what you can. Live in the moment and yeah, have fun. Have fun. Well, um, oh, am I doing been, it? <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. Um, we've had a little break. Um, this is a very this is we've kind of morphed into a chronological podcast and more like a you know just like where we're at in our sobriety journey. So when you listen to this show, you can listen from start to finish and hear you know how our journey's been at what time we were at in our journey so yeah. we don't do this show for money we do have sponsorships here and there but this isn't like our full-time job or anything so we wanted to keep the show very authentic so that's why we did have a little break we just yeah. wanted to be a little transparent about that yeah just we to, needed some time to some time to be, live <laughs> uh, live be ourselves we I gotta mean... make content we gotta live <laughs> <laughs> i mean seriously though i mean i think that we just had that we appreciate you allowing us that time to just do what we needed yeah. to do for ourselves. And, you know, I hope this will be a refreshing thing and you all will be very, very excited to hear our voices again. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope so. If you need any more information or like I said, we do do this out of the kindness of our heart and you would like to leave a tip. You can go to our website at Ooh, the sober Love that. <laughs> Or if you're social media savvy, which we are not, oh, you can still no. check out our Instagram page. It is at the Sober Gay Podcast. Yes. Oh, I got it right. Yes. First time. Yes. <laughs> um, 
And also, I've been thinking about dropping girl from our little catchphrase at the end. Oh. What do you guys think about that? I mean, it's just a little, I don't know if it's stale or if it's just not resonating. I know you can't see where I'm pointing, but there will be a poll either here or here. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know in the comments below. (laughs) Let's try it out. Until next time. Stay stay sober. sober. (laughs) (laughs) And...